everyone! Welcome to Notes of the North Talks, a series where we get to know our local Canadian composer talent. Today, I'm here with Dr. Kati Agoch. Thank you so much, Dr. Agoch, for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, Brianna, I'm delighted to speak with you. Thanks. First and foremost, I'd love to get to know your background a little better. So where in Canada do you call home? I'm from Ontario originally, but I have a work studio in Newfoundland in a fishing village called Flat Rock near St. John's, and that's my permanent legal Canadian home base. Amazing. Is there any place else that you feel connected to? Obviously, I have, I have special connections with both Ontario and Newfoundland because of what I mentioned, but I've also lived in Montreal and I speak French. Um, I attended Pearson College on Vancouver Island from the ages of 16 through 18. It's one of the United World Colleges, um, and I, I represented Ontario. Uh, so I have at the college, so I have a special connection with the West Coast. Um, and I've worked with many orchestras and musicians in different regions throughout the country from the West Coast to Atlantic mm -hmm. Canada. So I, I try, every region's very specific, both culturally and geographically and personally so in, even in terms of the playing style so every time I spend time working with musicians in a specific region I try to see that that region on its own terms and learn about it and there's there are wonderful orchestras and players from the, all the way from the west coast through through to Atlantic Canada um, so uh, the only region that I haven't I haven't spent time in is the north, mm -hmm. um, and I'd love to. I'd love to spend time in the far north at some point. Um, Amazing, yeah. Now a little bit more on the musical side. So, how did you first start <laughs> composing? So i I was a performer. I was a performer first. So I played in bands from pretty early, like the age of fourteen. I had really good rhythm and I could play guitar, so people asked me to be in their bands. <laughs> and um, then I was a church musician for many years through college as a soprano. I supported my, myself in churches in New York City, and I studied voice with the great American soprano Adele Addison in New York. And we're still we're still very close. She's ninety eight. Um, and I started composing when I learned about the music of the Second Viennese School. That's Schoenberg, Berg, Weber, and that gave me the tools through their harmony to to make to create my own harmonic language. And then I ended up studying with Milton Babbitt, who was the heir, the inheritor of that that mantle, uh, that school of composition. Um, and he was my main composition teacher. I, I worked with him for seven years. Wow, okay. So what do you think is the role exactly that composers play in the cultural scene, both nationally here in Canada, but also internationally? Well, I think, I think the composers need to push the envelope in terms of what's possible to play while also creating works that, have, that live on in the repertoire and are played mm -hmm. by, many, by many performers. Um, so we need to... We need to write music that people want to play and sing um, because it connects with players and audiences' hearts and minds. Uh, and it, but in terms of pushing the envelope, there are, what I mean by that, there are many examples of works that were only playable by one or two virtuosos when they were 
players when they were first composed, but right, in exactly. subsequent, yeah, in subsequent generations were picked up and become standard. Um, so Canadian composers need to contribute new works which will enter the repertoire because we don't have an old art music tradition like Europe or other or many other countries. So we're forging our own tradition now. So the new, the need for works by by living composers which will enter the repertoire is great. Amazing. If you could actually describe this Canadian composition style in three words, I guess you could include uh, foraging, but <laughs> what would they be? I think the hallmark if I had to find one of Canadian composition style is diversity, cultural richness, and there's a certain openness, maybe maybe an openness of the to the language, maybe because of the open spaces that we have physically, um, and the fact that we don't have a long musical tradition, as I previously mentioned. Right. Um, maybe there's like an openness to experimentation, um, and I think that these are all wonderful features. That's really interesting. What do you think is one of your works that you feel best represents this Canadian style, I guess? Um, well, I think if I had to choose one piece, it would be perpetual summer my orchestra piece because it it engages with global warming and climate change issues that I'm very passionate about and also has lyrical melody at the forefront which is prevalent in my music and also coloristic writing for large orchestra it's scored for a large orchestra and it's a set of amplifi amplified processed solo strings and harpsichord um, and it also relates to the baroque concerto grosso genre and dialoguing with earlier music is something that i'm very interested in um, and so it's it's very lyrical visceral emotionally direct um, I, it was also written for young performers because it was commissioned originally by the National Youth Orchestra of Canada for their 50th anniversary when I was composer-in-residence there. So I think you could hear in the sound that I was thinking about the experience of the young players and looking toward their future, too. Right, that's exactly what I wanted to delve into in a little bit next. Yeah. Um, what exactly served as inspiration for this work? Did Canada influence the creative process at all for this piece? I think in some way because yes, because I was in, I was invited to be composer in residence for their fiftieth anniversary, and that got me thinking like, what about another fifty years? Like, where will they be in fifty years? And I was like, um, I started thinking about the environment and climate change, and it was like thirteen years ago, and I was imagining fifty years from then what it would be like for the players on stage that summer. And of course, it's like a summer um, learn a summer orchestral institute. So I was thinking about that as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I was there. And the surprising thing is that a lot of the things that I imagined are, have already happened in the meantime in terms of environmental, in terms of like fires, storms, mm -hmm. floods. And so it's all happened much quicker than I expected, okay. which is like obviously very scary, but also encouraging for those of us who are trying to find a way to make change and activist be be active in in terms of environmental issues exactly i could definitely feel your passion towards the environment conveyed through this piece yeah yeah thanks <laughs> how have some of your other compositions connected you closer to canada for example any works that you feel really represents your musical style 
Yeah, um, my orchestra work Shenanigan, it's a short, a short opener for orchestra, it uses reels from Atlantic Canada. Wow. It, it actually, like, quotes the reels, and it sort of puts them through this, like, it's, it's almost like a mashup with reels and 12-tone music, like, not like Milton Babbitt would write, so it, it has, stylistically, it has facets of both in, in a very short piece, like, four-minute piece. And then, but it has a kind of string writing that you hear from those, that Celtic style, which came across from the UK into Atlantic Canada. Um, and I wrote a solo harp piece called Northern Lights for my friend Bridget Kibbe, which uses folk songs from different regions of Canada. That's beautiful. Um, I, also wrote a, I also wrote a horn concerto for the great... Canadian horn soloist James Somerville and the recording will be released next year. Amazing, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so if you could describe your musical style as a composer in three words, what would they be? Um, I think that's kind of hard, but I think um, lyrical, visceral, emotionally direct. Ooh. I guess that's four words. but <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting, why? Oh, uh, well, I, f- I have to have a very strong connection to what I'm writing um, and so I think that's reflected in the music and um, a lot of new music can be sort of more removed or more it has a reputation for being perhaps too perhaps cerebral or off-putting mm-hmm. and I no, I'm in I have a mission to change that because <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think it has to be that way, nor should it be that way. I actually really agree with you on that one. So as a final message, is there anything you would like to share with young Canadians that might hear this? My compositions bring me back to Canada because I'm living as an expat now, so at some point I'll probably move back to Canada full-time, but I'm, I'm always very excited to go back to Canada and work in different regions, and it gets me thinking about what the goals are of, you know, performers, administrators, and audiences, and so every work is, every work is different, and every performance is different, so I'm just excited to meet, um, you know, my audience in Canada, especially younger people, people who are writing and playing, and I want to encourage people to write their own music, and to play new music and to learn about living composers there's no there's no one who can tell you what to like exactly and your taste yeah your taste takes time to develop and you have to listen to a lot of a lot of stuff and it doesn't mean you have to like all of it but if you listen and you become conversant in a wide range of things of of styles without judging the music when you first hear it, then you will find your way to what you're passionate about. And that's, that's different for everybody. So I really encourage you to go to trust your instincts.